Hey guys, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. A Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to figure out how to date well as Christian women. We are. And I think we're making progress. I think so. You're making a lot of progress. Well, not yet really. Well, Bethany's going online dating, guys. It's so great. <laughs> but before we jump into all that fun stuff, I know you have lots of questions, as I'm sure like everybody does, about online dating because it's... Nobody really knows what it is until no, you've tried it. Everybody just does it. And so, yeah. Kind of blindly. But I have a question of the day. This kind of ties in okay. a little bit. Um, what is the first thing you notice about a guy when you meet him, appearance-wise, and then, like, after you've talked to him for a little bit? So, like, first time you meet him, but you're, like, going on a date, meet him? Not necessarily. Well, the first thing you notice is whether or not he's wearing a wedding ring. <laughs> Okay, well. That's, that's no. what I'm asking. Like, that's okay. the first thing Maybe you would look like, for. Maybe, like, that be the default, like, every, okay, aside so that's from that. Okay, so that's after that yes. was the first. Like, what's the first thing you notice about, like, the way a guy looks, and then, or, like, just something about him. One of my big things is hands. I don't like guys with girly hands. Okay. So, I noticed that really quickly. Does he have, like, big, masculine, okay, this is, does he have good hands? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but then also eyes. Yeah. Okay, and then what about, like, after you've been talking to him for a little bit, like, about his personality, or, like, what do you know, Um, what's one of the first things you notice about a guy, or that you're, like, picking up on? I think the first thing, and this, I never know if this falls under physical or not, is his laugh. Oh, that's a good one. Because I like to laugh, and I'm goofy and whatever, and so I'm always like, oh, if I don't like listening to this guy laugh... Like, then yeah, it's gonna like if he has a weird now. I laugh really loud, and I, I <laughs> am fully aware that I have kind of a weird laugh, whatever. But that's one of the first things I notice. It can be very endearing, where I'm like, Oh, that's so cute. He maybe snorts a little, like, whatever, yes. like, it's cute, or is it like some weird laugh? That's one of the first things I think I notice. Okay, great answers. Yeah, great answers. Uh, mine would have to be shockingly enough, um, I notice how tall a guy is. Oh, see, I moved past that already. On mine. That would be one of the first things for me, too. Yeah, okay. Aside from that, probably, um, yeah, his eyes or his, um, probably his smile. Like, if he's got a pretty smile. Because oh. I think that's cute. Um, and if a guy smiles a lot. I like yes. that a lot. Guys don't as much. No, they really don't. Um, and then as far as, like, once I start talking to him, like, I know, I pick up if he's got a good sense of humor. If he's, like, sarcastic yeah. or quick-witted, I was, I, that'll kind of click for me yeah that's always a kind of a oh okay this is fun like I can speak that language (laughs) super fun well that kind of ties in because we go those are things that you may or may not be noticing as you have started your journey of online dating yes so set up kind of what we're going to be talking about the next few weeks yeah because what did we decide three three at least maybe it may bleed over into four even maybe but we're going to kind of do a whole breakout series or mini series let's say specific to online dating and so I am the one going online and we thought it would be fun if we kind of did a step-by-step real time along that process of what that looks like from start to finish which with finish hopefully being actually meeting someone time will tell on that um so this first one we'll just talk about 
the basics, different sites, which ones are good, which ones we like, which ones we don't, um, the basics of setting up a profile, what to look for in someone else's profile, like some things you'll kind of know you might not know if you haven't tried before, like to look for in profiles. And then the ever elusive how to get a conversation started. Oh, it can be tough. It's part. tough. It's a tough part. thing when you're online. Um, so we'll talk about that today. Next week will be kind of more of maybe some best and worst practices, um, things, maybe safety things to that you might not think of if you haven't done it before. And then also, okay, so now you're ready to go on a first date. What do you do? What do you, you know, just some different fun and maybe we'll have a few personal stories from past that we can share with you guys, good and bad. Um, and then our last episode in this will probably be us talking to my sister, Melanie, and her now husband, who she met online. We um, have interviewed them, and it was a long interview. We, we They were here for Christmas, so we went ahead and kind of got that recorded and ready to go. Um, but we just basically sat and talked to them for an hour. Yeah, hour and a half, I About think. Yeah. Um, just their story. Yeah. Kind of a success story, because everyone knows someone who's been online, but not everyone knows someone who actually had it work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind of some encouragement and some things they learned because they were long distance and just different stuff that they had to navigate with that. So yeah. it was a really good conversation. So I'm fun. really looking forward to getting to share that with all of you guys. So kind of the format for these episodes is I am taking on the role of interviewer. So I'm going to be asking Bethany a lot of questions Yay and me. she's going to be giving us some really wonderful answers. But before that all gets started, we do have a disclaimer and We really wanted to stress this because this is legit. We are not putting Bethany online for research purposes or just to get content. Bethany was already planning on going online at the beginning of this year. Um, And then as we were talking about that, we had the idea of, oh, why don't we follow your journey? Because this is something so many people ask questions about. And so many people are still trying to navigate as this has become a huge part of the dating culture these days. It almost is the dating culture. Exactly. So we are going to follow her, but we also want to be really respectful to the guys that she's talking to. We're not going to be using any names. We're not going to be quoting any messages, regardless of their comedic value. (laughs) Uh, So you can shoot your imagination. (laughs) But we are going to try to focus more on Bethany's side of things. Um, And to, I mean, this is still her personal life. We don't want to put that on total display and and give her a little privacy as she's kind of navigating this. Thank you. I appreciate that. And kind of, it's kind of a larger thing with online dating as a whole is remember that that person you're talking to on the other side of the screen is a real person too. Mm -hmm. So I may never meet, may never, I will never meet probably most of the guys I talk to on there. They're still real people. And so that's just not fair whether they ever listen to this podcast or not because they probably won't. But the principle there is to be fair and respectful of who they are because they're not just some person on a screen. Yeah, that's so true. So with that in mind, we're going to jump in. And I have no idea what she's about to ask me. Yes, which I just love because candid Bethany is amazing and hilarious. So first question, just to like (laughs) get the juices flowing and help you relax. Um... So you're a week in, right? It's the eighth. A week today. A week today. Yeah, we literally did it January 1st. Yes. So just first, where is it going? Like, how are you feeling? Are you glad you did it? Are you regretting it at all? Both. Uh, (laughs) Online dating is a roller coaster, I think, no matter how you slice it. Like, it's up and down. It's back and forth. So I'm glad that I did it. 
I, I really think doing this podcast, it's helped. Like, I feel like I've grown in how I approach this. But then at the same time, <laughs> I think there's accountability from myself to myself now because... <laughs> you have to take your own advice. I do. And w- we literally had that conversation midweek. I was like, Kristen, I don't want to whatever. And she was like, Bethany, you have to do what you said. And I was like, oh, yeah, why did I have to say that? <laughs> I think we were talking about... Oh, that's what it was. I was talking to one guy who I wasn't necessarily super attracted to, but I was trying to give the conversation some time. Uh, I wanted to just cut it off and be like, no, there's no chemistry. There's nothing there. And Kristen was like, Bethany, no, you said, you know, and we, we both agreed, give it a little more time. You can't make that snap decision. That chemistry can grow. And I was like, oh yeah, I did say that. <laughs> and I know that it's true, but when, I, when you're the person, it's a lot more difficult. It's a lot more difficult. So yes, I'm glad I did it so far. Yeah. You just have to weed through the crazies yeah, to find the good ones. Yeah. Um, so don't, don't, and this is me talking to myself too, don't let the weirdos and the random, awkward, strange messages that you get, because you will, um, or the ones that you're like, I can tell that you've copy and pasted this to like, who knows how many other women. Don't let those, block them and move on. Mm-hmm. If you get, don't let that necessarily deter you from keep yes. going. But then too, the sites you choose to get on, will also have an effect on that type of thing to an extent, too. Yeah. So, well, first, so this is a two-part question. Yeah. First of all, tell me what sites you're on. Okay. But also talk a little bit about, like, what was your motivation behind getting online? This is not the first time you've ever done online no. dating. So talk about, you know, why did you want to get back on, you know, all of that. Okay, what was the first part of the question? What sites are you what on? What sites am I on? Okay, I am on... Kind of the typical Christian ones. Okay. eHarmony, which is, I think, kind of middle of the road. It's mm-hmm. not as Christian as it used to be. Um, so I'm on there. I'm on Christian Mingle. I just signed up for Match.com. Okay. I haven't finished that one yet. Um, finished as in, like, you haven't completed your I haven't profile. completed my profile and paid okay. and subscribed and all of that okay. yet. So I haven't finished that. Um, and then I also am on one called Christian Cafe. I Which never heard of this one. I hadn't either until someone, there's actually a couple in my church that met on there and are married. Oh, that's always so promising. I, had, I know. I hadn't either. And it's, so eHarmony and Christian Mingle, I think everyone's, and Match.com, everyone's heard of those. And we, I'll talk in a minute kind of about the specifics of the differences between those. Um, but Christian Cafe is one I'm kind of experimenting with in the standpoint of I don't really know as much. I've, I think I was on it one time before just kind of as a free trial thing. So I didn't really get a good feel for it. It seems to be more, I don't, I don't know how to say this. It's, if Match.com is the public school of online dating, Christian Cafe is the home school of online (laughs) dating. Oh my gosh. Which is not necessarily bad. No. Are you talking in terms of like quantity of people? Yes. Quantity, yes. But then also... I guess it's just more of a niche dating site, whereas okay. Match.com or eHarmony or even Christian Mingle to an extent, it's pretty much, it's widespread. There's a wide variety of different types of people, interests, all of that. Christian Cafe seems to be the group of people, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with this, who are super focused on getting married and want to do it tomorrow. Okay. Like, it's very, like, niche. It seems to be focused on that. Now, it's only been a week. Yeah. So, but that seems to be... The demographic that gravitates yes. toward that site. Okay. It's very serious. It's... And where, like, Match or Christian Mingle are more 
photo heavy. Like they kind of encourage you to make a decision more based on pictures. This is very detailed in like the profile. You put a lot of information on that you can. Um, and so you read a lot more and the pictures, like, I think you're limited to three pictures. Like that's the max. So it's, it's kind of a different focus there too, which is also fine. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing wrong with it. It's just different for sure than most of the others. As for why I got back on, just online in general, mm-hmm. um, I haven't dated anyone in six, eight months. Um, so it was kind of like, okay, I'm ready from that standpoint. Um, but then two, online dating itself, I always tell people, I'm like, online dating is great. If you, you know, if you've got the personality for it, if you're up for it, but it is exhausting uh, because you're telling the same people or I mean, telling different people the same information over and over and over. So it, it's draining um, the constant turnover. And so I kind of do it in cycles. I will sign up. I don't ever sign up for a membership longer than three or six months because I know by the end of that time I will be done if I haven't met someone. I'm like, I need a break. And then I'm off for three or six months. And then I try it again. So it was kind of just back to that. I, um, I hadn't really met anyone. I wasn't seeing anyone. There wasn't anyone pursuing me. So it was just kind of like, okay, let's give this a try. And I was, there was a little bit of me that was curious after doing this podcast, would it be different? Like how have I changed too? So it was kind of like a little bit of a challenge to myself. Oh, that's cool. So I love that. So as you were setting up your profiles on each site, talk mm-hmm. about, you don't have to go into like the super nitty gritty, but just like how extensive are the profiles? Because we're, ma- we're talking about the paid services here. I know Correct. like there's also Bumble and Tinder and Hinge and all these other things that are free. And we've talked about in the past how not always, a lot of times you get what you pay for. So... The paid aspect to them requires a little bit more seriousness or commitment. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean like, oh, you know everyone's ready to get married. But just, uh, okay, I'm not just, you know, lonely one night. And I'm like, oh, I'll try online dating. Let me sign up for this free thing. And then in a week and a half, you're like bored of it and you move on. Like there's a little bit more of a, you have to actually take it serious and interact with it from that standpoint when there's money involved. So yeah, I do think, yeah, you kind of get what you pay for a little bit with that. Yeah, so talk through, like, what did it look like setting up um, your profile and then, like, how long did that take for okay. each site? eHarmony, I think everyone has heard of or is somewhat familiar with their compatibility survey. It is extensive. It is intimidating because... You have to evaluate all these things about yourself that you've never thought about. Um, Like, how romantic are you? How attractive do you think you are on a scale of one to seven? Which is really awkward to answer about yourself because I'm like, uh, two? (laughs) Like, it's I had held Bethany with hers, and so she would answer and be like, actually, you're more of like a four. (laughs) Or patience, hmm. That one was definitely a two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that that does touch on something I would definitely recommend doing is have someone who knows you well set up your profiles with you. Uh, because they can, and most dating profiles have a thing on there, what would your best friend say about this or that, or how would they, you know, describe you? So ask them. Uh, so yeah, Kristen came over, we filled it out. It took us 
couple hours? It wasn't quite. Well, from total start to finish. The actual survey part. Oh, that probably took, 45 what, like minutes? 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. So we did that. I actually gave her my phone. I was like, okay, <laughs> you read me the questions and we'll come up with it. So that, um, yeah, that's always fun. Um, and then your profile is pretty basic. It asks you, you know, what are you passionate about? And what, what are you looking for in someone else? And just basic stuff like that. Um, so that one... E-Harmony definitely focuses more on compatibility between two people. That's something that they've always stressed and they continue to, which I think is good. Uh, the only downside to that is you're completely dependent on what they think is compatible for you. They send you matches every day, and it's a limited number, and those are the only people you can see. So it's not good or bad. That's just how theirs is. When you jump over to Christian Mingle, let's say, Theirs is not as focused on the compatibility from the outset. You just set up your profile, fill out their questions. Uh, it is a little bit more Christian heavy than eHarmony is, which is good. That's fine. Uh, it's also more picture based. They've kind of moved towards a more picture heavy, make a decision based on a picture kind of in the vein of Tinder and those where you swipe, it's not as much, like, not as much, but there is a little bit of that, which I think, just be careful with that. I think there's a certain amount of a consumeristic mindset that can come along with online dating that if you're not careful, you can fall into. That lends itself to that really easily. So just be careful. Um, but with Christian Mingle, you search for who you want to talk to. You search for matches based on whatever parameters you set, distance, interests, marital status, you know, divorced, never married, like that kind of thing, height, all of these different things. You can set those parameters and then you can look at whoever you want to. So, and that, I think that's kind of the two different types, really. Mm -hmm. There's the picture heavy, you pick who you want, and then there's the ones that are more, they determine and send you people that they think are compatible with you. And then match.com is still new. I've actually never been on that one. It kind of seems to be it, from what I've seen, it's like Christian Mingle, but not overtly Christian. It is not a Christian website, but as far as the setup and the way it works and the layout, it's very similar. Okay. So. I feel like you've got a good variety then of like yeah, the different I types really wanted and to. different pools of people and all of that. Give it a, yeah, a good objective. Yes. So for specifics, can you tell me, first of all, what was your age range? Okay. Which you put in, if you don't mind sharing your no, age I also don't. when you say that, and your distance range. Okay. Because I know that, like, when I was yep. on eHarmony, my distance range was not that far because I didn't really want to move away. Pretty sure Melanie, when she did it, was willing to move to, like, Alaska. <laughs> she, hers was far. Hers, hers was, was far. farther than mine. Um, no, I'm 32. Uh, my age range that I typically stick to, because they always send you matches that are like, ooh, a little bit outside your range, but maybe you'll click or whatever. So I always set mine, like, two years-ish younger than me. So right now it's set from 30 to 38. I feel like that's a good range. Yeah, I mean, that's two years younger to six years older. I find it's easier to go a little bit more on the older side than it is on the younger side for me personally. No real reason. That's just been my experience. The I've gone out with a couple of guys before who were 10 years older than me. And at the time, at least, that was just too much. It was um, There was almost a... <laughs> generation gap type mm -hmm. feeling where it was like, okay, we're just on, we don't have the same interests. We, we're not on the same levels. Like it's just not, I've always kind of said that's like, that's too much for me. So I stick to more on the six to seven ish on the top end. 
of being older than I am. Okay. So that's where I kind of keep it. And then for distance, you're kind of limited a little bit sometimes based on what their distance parameters are. Like one of the sites, and I can't remember which one, I think it goes from like within 200 miles, and then the next thing is 500 miles or more. Oh, so wow. It's a big jump. You can, yeah, so you can kind of pick one. Uh, my rule of thumb is if it's too far for us to meet in the middle on a random Saturday because we just want to see each other and driving halfway and then going home in the same day, like, if that's too much, then it's too far. Okay. No super reason would I fudge on that? Would I bend it? Sure. But as a rule of thumb, I kind of calculate, okay, could I drive halfway to wherever you are and we could have lunch and hang out for the afternoon and then we could both drive home in a day. And if that works, then that's kind of where I go with it. Okay. I feel like those are good, really good parameters yeah. to start with. And you can always adjust too. once you kind of be like, okay, my, I'm not getting a lot of matches. Maybe I want to expand a little bit. I'll go up my mileage a little bit more. Yeah. I'll go add a couple years to my age range. And then you can kind of see. Yeah. If and that I works. think decide what things are important to you from that standpoint. Uh, and then you'll hit times. You'll go from times where you're talking to like three people at once to, I haven't talked to anyone in two and a half weeks. And you'll be tempted to say, oh, well, I know I said I didn't want to drive more than 200 miles, but maybe 300 or 400 is okay just because you haven't talked to anyone. So decide ahead of time when you're not like in the middle of that, what's important, what you really don't want to bend on, and then don't. If it's something that really wouldn't work well. If you know your schedule and it would not work well for you to drive further, then don't waste your time doing Moving that just because you haven't talked to anyone. That temptation will be there. Trust me. So just don't, you know, decide ahead of time. That's really good advice. Okay, so then walk me through what are some of the key things you're looking for as you're reading a guy's profile, looking at pictures? What are some deal breakers for you right off the bat as you're kind of scrolling through your matches? Okay, things I look for. Does he mention his faith? In a way, and I was actually just mentioning this to a guy I was talking to online the other day. I'm looking for someone who, it's obvious he interacts with his faith on a daily basis. From the standpoint of, especially here in the South, everyone believes in God. Everyone goes to church. Everyone was raised in a Christian home or whatever. Like, they have all of these things. But that's not, I believe in God, quote unquote, or something about it is not the same thing as a true Christian who's pursuing Christ daily. So learn to tell the difference between those two things. Does he mention salvation? Does he mention repentance? Does he mention the gospel? Or does he just say, religion is important to me? Mm. I'm a spiritual person. Things like that, I don't put much stock in. In fact, someone who phrases it like that, I kind of say, you know, the likelihood of you being a Christian in the way that I'm truly looking for is not very high. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. So that's something that I think is really important. If you can go through someone's entire profile on any site and they don't mention God once, I'm probably not going to talk to them. It would have to be a very interesting circumstance. Because if you're talking about the things that are most important to you, because that's what all these questions on these sites are. What are the things that are most important to you? What do you spend your free time doing? What is the most important thing you're looking for in someone else? What books are you reading? Things like that. If they can get through answering all of those questions and God or their faith never comes up, then we're not looking for the same thing. Mm -hmm. If the most important thing you're looking for for in someone is that she's funny or that she likes the same movies you do, and yet you don't mention that you're (laughs) pursuing the same God, 
then that says a lot to me, I think. So that's yeah. the biggest one. Now, if we're going just, what do I prefer? What am I looking for? I do like someone who's original. I don't mean you have to be hilarious, but everybody loves their family, likes to hang out with their friends, and goes to movies. Everybody in the whole country does Or goes hiking. Yeah, for real. Why does everybody go hiking? I don't know. Everyone except for me. Well, I, no, I, side note, I actually put in a dating profile several years ago that, um, Oh, I love that you did this. I know what you're about to say. I had looked at profile after profile after profile, and these guys were these avid hiker, camper, kayaking people, which is fine and great. That's not my thing. I'll go along and take pictures of the trees and the sky and the clouds and the whatever, but I do not like camping. I don't. So I put in my profile, hey, it seems like everyone on here is into this, and if you are, that's awesome. I'm not that person. If you like it, more power to you. I just don't ask me to go camping with you every weekend or whatever. I won't ask you to help me with my latest Pinterest crazy project. And we'll call it a day. <laughs> like, and so I, I think I've told this on here before. I actually went out with a guy a couple of times who was super into those things, but literally the first thing that drew him to me was that I had in there that I didn't like those things because he knew I was being honest. That was truly who I was. So be honest. So that's something I'm kind of looking for is that honesty, not just the, but they put some thought into it maybe, of truly representing who they are, not just the standard, I like to hang out with my friends on the weekends and we go eat food and go to movies. Everybody does that. Tell me something about you. So I think that's one of the, those two things are what I look for. Because I think when you have someone who is truly seeking Christ, who is, that's the most important thing in their life, and you are too, yes, it's nice to have things in common from an interest standpoint, but it's not required. You don't have to have everything in common for it to work with that person. So I'm looking for someone who's pursuing Christ and is honest about who they are. <laughs> if for no other reason on that second one, because it's online, you don't know these people and you got to make sure you're not like talking to an ex murderer. <laughs> Just putting that Because that's there. always a possibility. It is. Oh, you have no. to be really careful. I know. I am <laughs> saying that like I'm kidding, but yeah. I'm really not. No. Let's talk about when you're looking at a guy's pictures. I know you and I both have a really strong dislike for nothing but shirtless pictures or gym yes. selfies. Personal pet peeve. Or like if you're posing with your car. Okay, yes. What Someone, and this is just a... I think we're ignorant on this because we're girls. Someone out there, please send us a message if you're a guy and let us know what it is about posing with your car. I don't get it. Or a gun. Or a gun. I see those two and I'm like, in yeah. this day and age, who thinks that's a, a good idea to put on their dating profile? Yeah. Um. So well, if, if some guy could explain the logic behind that to us or the reasoning, that would be great because I'm just lost. Yeah. But it's a, definitely a turnoff. Well, and I drive a sports car. Sure. So I'm not overly impressed when you post your picture with a sports car. Yeah. So and it's we like, live in the South, so if you have a big truck, so does everybody else. Exactly. So it's like, and if that's all my, and that and that kind of speaks in a sense too, like, is that what you're trying to sell? Not like with is that. Is that thing? what's important to you? Yeah. Like, oh, you want to find a girl who likes the fact that you have a really nice car and that you yeah spend. 8,000 hours at the gym and you know if that's the kind of girl you're yeah. looking for fine I'm not one of those girls I don't think you are no. either well and I think you mentioned the shirtless pictures if a guy has shirtless pictures unless it's the beach or the pool or the lake and you're obviously in a group and it's appropriate to the setting I don't think twice about that if you're standing there obviously taking a picture with the purpose being to show off that you don't have a shirt on? Thank no, you, next. I just, I, 
100% I will move on. Yeah. Now, even within that, I don't care if the setting is appropriate like we were talking about. If it's your profile picture, I don't care what reason or how done fitting it is. No. I don't even, I move on. Uh, Is if you put in your profile that you rarely drink, but six out of your eight pictures you're holding a drink. One, you obviously drink more than rarely. Two, (laughs) what else are you lying about in your profile? Ooh. So that's a big one for me, too. Okay. I'll add my two cents in, even though this is not about me. But one thing I really look for is if all a guy's pictures are selfies. Like, if he... Not just in the sense of he takes selfies all the time, but, like, is he with his friends or his family? Does he have people around him? Like, I want... I think it's really attractive when a guy, like, is intentional with his relationships and his friendships and he has people around him. Pictures Um, with your truck may be weird, but pictures with your dog... Oh, Definitely that a keeper. Great selling point. Great <laughs> selling point. Um, no, but I, I actually had someone tell me one time when I was talking about online dating or setting up a profile or whatever. They're like, make sure you don't put all selfies. I'm like, if I had someone to take pictures of me, I wouldn't be on an online dating site. I have to take selfies because I'm alone. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I never thought about it that way. So there's yeah, that. And I'm okay with like a couple selfies. Yes, I have several online yeah, thrown yeah. in, but I I look for. Some variety. Some variety and just proof that the guy has got car. friends. Yes. If you guys got, you know. I've seen guys like that before. I'm like, do you only, t- is this what you do in your free time is take pictures? Oh, I'm having a good eight, hair day. Let me take pictures a, take on a pic. your profile and seven of them are of you in the car. Yeah, wearing your seatbelt. Yes. That's my, at least take off the seatbelt. Really. <laughs> I know. I, that, because then if you have your seatbelt on, it makes me think you're actually driving, which calls into question your decision-making and safety if you're selfieing and driving. It's a slippery so, slope, you know. people. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> also, I think we probably think about this way more than they do. Probably. They're probably like, oh, she's hot. Okay, let's talk. I'll give guys more credit than that. But we do overthink things, I'm sure. Um, okay, so moving on. Those are really good answers, okay, by the way. Thank you, you for have to being. Tell me that every time. I know, it's but okay. <laughs> I think it's good because you're being real and honest, and you're talking about every side of this process. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of people don't really know what it's like until they get into it. And well, I think this is a really good resource for people who haven't tried it yet if they're thinking about it. I can tell you, most of these things are things I wish someone had told me before I started and didn't learn the hard way. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. So next question, you kind of made reference to this a minute ago, okay. but. When you're first starting out, do you talk to more than one person at a time? Yes. Okay. Is that okay to you? I, like I do it. So no. Yes. yes. Like I think how do so. you navigate? When do you get it down to where you're only talking to one person? Because here's here's my from my hesitation yeah. standpoint. I think okay. Well, I would never be texting three guys at one time. I'm not texting three guys at one time. Oh, and I'm not saying you are. I'm no, saying no, no, that's no, no. I'm that's, saying, my, I, that's the difference. Yes, that's, I'm talking about on the apps or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you just in the initial? You get a message. You're like, oh, I like your profile. I'll talk to you. Yes, I'll talk to several people. At once, that. Once it progresses, because that's strictly, you'll be surprised how many guys send you a message, you send something back, and you never hear another word. That's true. It's a, it happens a lot. And so if you're waiting, 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 another guy messages you, but you don't message him back because you're waiting on this guy that's never going to send you anything. So I keep options open at that point. If it progresses, and I'll talk to someone on there for a little while. There's a balance of when to give your number out. And it you'll just... You just kind of know. You can. T- you've talked to him long enough. You 
have interacted enough to where you're comfortable giving them your number. I think be safe, but a little bit sooner rather than later is better because otherwise you just keep going, keep going, keep going. Then it's awkward because you feel like you know this person, but you don't really ever talk. Like, you don't really, and so you have to be careful there. But once it moves to texting or talking on the phone, where you said, okay, we've gotten past the initial, let's find out something about each other. You like that initial, like you've kind of put the initial feelers out there. Do we have anything in common? Do we click? Is there anything? You've gotten past that point and you're like, yes, there is. I want to talk to you on the phone and see where this could go. I very quickly get to one person then. And honestly, I think when people hear that, they have this bachelor scenario in their head (laughs) of you're dating 12 guys at once and how are you ever going to pick the one you want? Yeah. That's not reality. I've never in the, all the time I've done this, all the different times I've done this, had it be this big issue of, oh my word, I really like both of these guys and what am I going to do? It's been very simple. It's very clear and it's very quick. I'm not talking about, I'm talking to three guys for a month at the same time and none of them know about the other. I'm talking a couple of days and Either they weed themselves out or you quickly have a connection with someone else and you go forward with that. It's not this big, huge thing. But to answer your question, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking to multiple people at once. Okay. I think that's a good way to think about it. Because that was honestly something the first time I ever got online, I was very nervous about. Because I'm like, what if I pull a Ross Geller and do a name flip? (laughs) And how embarrassing is that? Or like, you know. But then you have to think too. If you're going online, I'm not assuming that the guys I'm talking to are only talking to me. Yes. At first. I'm thinking that they're talking to... Now, once... If he asks for my number, I'm assuming, hopefully, at that point, he's kind of weeding people out. I think that's a good way to look at it, too, is if it's at a stage where you would hope that you're the only person he's talking to, then he should probably be the only Mm, person you're talking to. That's true. That's good. Um, Golden rule, people. It applies (laughs) in so many ways. But, too, one thing, and I'll just, the other side of this, it it sounds dumb, but it can sometimes be hard to remember who you've told what. So, like, who, like, so keep that in mind. Sometimes it's just like, okay, this is too much. It's overwhelming. I can only talk to one person just because it's too much. That's fine. If you only like talking, it's not a right or wrong as far as that this is how you should do it. It's just whatever you're comfortable with. If you don't want to talk to more than one person at a time ever, okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I have a would you rather question. Oh, man. Okay. So would you rather not be talking to anybody for like a prolonged period of time while you're online or only talking to guys who end up being like dead ends, like they don't work out? Because, and this is, this is a conversation you and I had the other night, because you Man. literally made this statement, you're like, I don't know what's worse. I'm either talking to all these guys and nothing's working out, or if I just wasn't talking to anybody. Great. I didn't know that was going to come back to bite Yes. Me. <laughs> so no. you came up with your own question. Um, I, I said the other night, I don't know which is worse. I still don't know that I do. It's exhausting talking to all these guys that don't go anywhere. It's also very, the, the hard part there is you're constantly having to manage expectations very well and very tightly because no matter how much you say you don't, no matter how much you say, oh, it doesn't bother me, as girls, there is this little part of you that goes, ooh, could I marry him? Oh, what if this worked out? And you've talked to him for like a day and a half and all you know is that his favorite color is blue and he played basketball in high school. 
like, you can't make any decisions based off of that. But there's this part of you that starts to, the wheels start turning and you start imagining. And so you're filling in his character with your imaginings, not with his actual character. So you have to be careful, even if it, it turns out to be nothing. And I think there's more frustration when you've let yourself daydream. So that would be my encouragement to myself and to whoever else is listening. Don't let yourself do that. Be realistic about it right at the beginning. Because then if there's, it doesn't work out, it doesn't really go anywhere. Okay, fine. It was this guy that you talked to for two days and you move on. It, there was nothing there, but if you let yourself run with it, then you're going to be heartbroken every two days. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you're so exactly there's the tough right. part there. And then um, the flip side of you're just not talking to anyone because it will happen. There will be weeks where you talk to no one. And you will start to think, I must be ugly. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, What's wrong with my profile? Why? You know, there's something wrong with me. Why does no one want to talk to me? Why this, that, or the other thing? And so you have to guard against that on that side. So I don't know which one's harder. I don't know which one is worse. They both have their challenges, and I think it's, as with everything, it's a growing experience. Where do you put your trust? Where do you put your faith? What is your motivation? All of those things you can continually evaluate as you're going through this process, because all of it's a way of the Lord, I think, refining you, and because it's so easy to get your focus off of Him with this, because you're, there's all these guys right in front of you. Like I, was, I think we were talking, I think it was earlier today, about... Yes, it will be frustrating because you're not meeting anyone and none of these guys work out and this, that, or the other thing. But you just have to stop and say, okay, when else in the last however long have you spent a week and talked to 10, 15 guys who were interested in possibly dating you and vice versa? Yeah, it didn't work out with any of them, but when have you ever, when does that ever happen outside of this? So there's, it's a whole different situation. So there's frustration there, but it's also a different situation than just normal dating life when you're just waiting to meet someone or at work or church or wherever so it's different yeah and I think that's a good way to think about it like how you said that there's something to learn from either scenario and I think you know if you are talking to guys and things just aren't working out one of the best things I've ever heard about dating is every time it doesn't work out you've learned something else of about what you're, what you don't want, or what yeah. you're not looking for, or, or what you, you are to looking for, or something yourself. you need to work on. Mm-hmm. So it, there's, th- there are things to be learned about yourself and about your standards or your preferences or whatever. But then also on the flip side of when you're not talking anybody to anybody, there's this time to learn. Okay, my affirmation and my validity does not come from whether or not guys are talking to me online. It comes from who I am in yeah. Christ, and that's something to be learned too. So I think even though both sides kind of suck in their own ways, there can be good that comes yeah, from can, both. You can always trust God more. Mm-hmm. We can never get to a point of where we're saying, oh, I trust him enough. Yeah. And so every situation like this, every frustration, every disappointment is an opportunity for you to learn from it and trust God more. So I think that's a really, it's something I remind myself mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, so I have a couple more okay. questions, and this is all kind of based around, like, advice you would give to other okay. people. So, Or even, like, your first time you went online dating, if someone, you know, what advice would you want to hear around these next couple topics I'm going to bring up? Okay. Okay? Okay. So, first of all, talk about the difference between how guys and girls communicate oh, online. Because... 
And we know the whole thing of, I think girls say two to three times the amount of words a day that guys do. That can translate into online communication. And you've told me all the time, Kristen, just because he doesn't say as much doesn't mean it's bad. So talk about how you've navigated that and learned how to read that, whether it's, oh, he's just not interested or, oh, he just doesn't type 14 paragraphs in a text message. (laughs) Yes, I think you and I both, not I think, I know, you and I both, (laughs) even compared to a lot of girls, are very verbal, wordy people. Yes. I, we have a podcast. We have a podcast. Like, we sit around and talk a lot. I process things verbally. I process my thoughts by saying them to someone and them telling me I'm crazy or that I'm <laughs> on the right track or whatever. Like that's how I process things. Most guys are not that way. Uh, so that will translate both in the length and depth of their profile. And then also once you're talking to someone, the number of words in a message. But regardless of that, one thing I would say is grammar matters. Whether you're using four words or 400, punctuate, capitalize, spell correctly. That Guys, girls, it doesn't matter. That that one thing, you could say all the right things about Jesus and your faith and working with your church and you love puppies and all of that. But if you don't spell puppies right, (laughs) you're done. Spell check. Like, (laughs) be self-aware enough to know that you don't spell well. And use spell check. So anyway, okay, off that soapbox. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do, I, yes, don't let, just because, I don't know how to say this. Like there's a difference in poor grammar and poor spelling and a lack of just caring about the details of that. And he didn't word things the way you would. Does that make sense? Mm, there's two very different sides yes. of that, I think. Just because a guy didn't word something the way I would doesn't mean he's not interested. Doesn't mean maybe... His faith isn't where it should be. He just worded it differently. Guys don't use as many words. So when you're looking at their profile, it might be nice to... I think as girls, especially online, we want... Before we're really going to talk to someone much, we want to know that they're not creepy. We want to know that they're nice and kind and whatever. And so we try to find that in their profiles, but a lot of the profiles are going to be sparse when it comes to the number of words. And so there's a little bit more of a risk there. And that's okay if it's... If what is there is good and he reaches out and wants to talk to you, give it a, like, talk to him. Give it a few messages and see if after that there's still nothing. That's fine. You don't have to keep going, keep going, keep going. But give it a little time. There is that difference in communication. And then also, once you're talking to him, a lot of guys tend to use the apps or the sites or wherever you're on. When you get to the talking portion of it, the chatting a lot of them treat that as texting almost. They're short, choppy, quick messages. Whereas I would like to say, let me ask you these five questions. And what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And it's more of an email form of communication. A lot of guys don't use it that way. So be okay with that. If you've, you know, a guy's reached out and he just says, hey, how are you? I, I'm tempted a lot of times to go, wait, that's all you've got? Like, really? But that's okay. Like, be okay with that. Give it a little more time. I would say an indicator of interest is not so much the number of words he uses, but is he asking questions? Is he asking things to get to know you? Is he trying to find out more about you? Or is he literally just talking about himself? Or he's just, you have to ask him all these questions and then he doesn't follow up with any. If that's the case, give it a little bit. I wouldn't give it too much and I'd move on. I think that's all really helpful. Good. Thanks for being so open with us about all of your... Come back to bite me. Kicking off and experiences and all the things. 
And that's all I have for today. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This is really fun for us. And this is hopefully really helpful for you. And we would love to hear if you have questions, if you're considering online dating, if you just need a pep talk before you go, you know, push play, send us an email, reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to connect with you guys and help you in whatever way we can. Yeah. We've got more episodes on online dating. So if you have a question, send it to us for sure because we can probably squeeze it in into one of the other episodes. Definitely. Which those will be coming up in the coming weeks. So we're really looking forward to it. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.